everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Monday. It is the 8th day of March 2021. My name is Nick. Look, everybody, it's Big J. Hey! How you feeling, Big J? Great. Wonderful. Uh, Must have been a good weekend? Sure. Everything get done that needed to get done? I think so. Which was a whole lot of hopefully nothing, right? I was a bump on a log. Yeah? As they like to say. You didn't, uh, did you leave the house much? No. Nice, dude. A couple times, but that's about it. Beautiful. Beautiful. Just a relaxing weekend. In the I mean, I felt like last week was really a long week for whatever reason. There's not a real reason for that, but uh, I got a lot of plate spinning, so I was in the middle of dealing with all of that. So I was, yeah, I needed to R&R big time. Beautiful. Well, hopefully uh, that leads into a somewhat relaxing week for you and the rest of the Treasure Valley. We got ourselves some things we need to do today, including uh, it is Manda Monday. We'll get into that over the course of the show today. Uh, You are going to hear uh, part one of Jay and I's sit-down conversation with Jeremy McKinnon. He, the lead singer of A Day to Remember. Uh, That's going to be a two-part series over the course of this week, today and tomorrow, where you'll hear our interview with Jeremy from A Day to Remember. Of course, you're welcome. The new album came out on Friday, and uh, we will give you a chance to win a copy of that over the course of the show today as well. So it should be a pretty nice Monday to get things going for you, including playing some music. Music like the Chili Peppers to kick off the morning after with Nick and Big J. It's Other Side on the X Rocks. Stuff. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, the Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. It was Friday afternoon that the Boise State football schedule was announced for 2021. The Mount West officially revealed their full slate of conference games. Coming into the blue next year, Air Force, Nevada, New Mexico, Wyoming. And then they'll travel to Colorado State, Fresno State, San Diego State, and Utah State. The football championship will happen on December 4th. That site, of course, will be determined upon the records of the conference leaders towards the end of the season. Boise State has appeared in four straight conference championship games. That is tied with Ohio State for the third longest streak in the FBS. Only Clemson and Oklahoma have longer streaks. In addition to the conference schedule, the Broncos are also going to tackle one of the toughest non-conference schedules in program history. They're going to open up the season by traveling to UCF, and then they're going to host UTEP at home, and then they're going to host Oklahoma State is coming into the blue uh, in 2021, which, you know, I guess kind of answers the question that some people were asking, what's going to happen to the Florida State game that was supposed to happen in 2020? And I guess the short answer is nothing right now. If they're going to reschedule it, it'll have to be far in the future because, you know, Boise State has scheduled their non-conference game so far out that that makeup game is going to be a while, if there even is one. You know what I mean? So that home-a-home against President Florida State may not end up being that, which kind of sucks because that was the the biggest game on the blue ever, remember? Yeah. We were all geeked up about a program like that coming in. But it doesn't look like it's going to happen, at least in the foreseeable future. The Brooklyn Nets are loading up, Big J. Blake Griffin agreed to a deal to join the Nets for the rest of the season, according to ESPN last night. The six-time All-Star cleared waivers last night after a buyout on the remaining $56.5 million left he had on his contract with the Pistons. The 31-year-old had been with Detroit since January of 2018 after being traded by the Clippers less than one season into a five-year deal, and now he finds himself on the Nets. So watch out, Big J. They are not messing around there in, New- in Brooklyn. That's for sure. No kidding. 
Congratulations to Raya and the Last Dragon, the new Disney movie that's also available on Disney+. Plus. It led the weekend box office a little under $9 million. That's uh, less than rebust opening that had exist worried. Uh, Raya's sta- starts were 41% last weekend's Tom and Jerry opener with $14.1 million. Uh, a lot of people think that's because there happens to be more people subscribing to Disney Plus right now than HBO Max. HBO Max, of course, just getting started. Or maybe the more interest to go and see Tom and Jerry in person. I really don't know. Either way, uh, it was uh, it was a little bit of an underperforming weekend, but I don't know what you were expecting for the pandemic box office. But either way, uh, it was still number one at the box office this weekend. There's your important stuff round one. Embarrassing for you. Man Up Mondays on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, Nick, and last week uh, there was a a moment there where I felt pretty embarrassed to be a man. And that is when uh, you, uh, you, you bring in other men into the house to do work that you very well are capable of doing. Yeah, maybe. And uh, we recently purchased, Nick, a treadmill. Congratulations. To, uh, to help, uh, you know, get a little uh, a little more in shape. And the one of the caveats of uh, buying this uh, was that it would be delivered and then assembled. Like the Avengers. <laughs> yes, by the Avengers. <laughs> Let me tell you what, man. Uh, yeah, it, it, hey, I, I don't like assembling stuff. Uh, I, I mean, who does? Who Who enjoys that? Uh, Are there people out there that are like, you know what? I love assembling things that I wish came assembled. It, 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 now, uh, listen, I'm not very good at it, but there are times where if it's something that is uh, somewhat reasonable for me to try to put together, I absolutely love doing that. It's the same reason why I love uh, following recipes. And uh, I've described this to, to several people in my life. It's just one of those deals where sometimes it's nice to turn your brain off for a little bit and just follow instructions on something that should be simple. Yeah, I guess I get that. And so I, I enjoy doing that sometimes. But, uh, you know, there are also limitations to that. Like, I don't think I would enjoy putting together a treadmill because I feel like there's a lot of moving parts and there are a lot of opportunity for me to screw up. Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. I don't, uh, I don't think I, I'm a big fan of, of assembling any large pieces of furniture. But uh, nonetheless, uh, we went that route, and uh, yeah, it's a little awkward having other dudes in your house and they're doing stuff, and you're just kind of sitting around. What? I now? mean, what are you supposed to do? How did it? Was it two people that put it together? Yeah. Okay. How long did it take them to do that? Oh, it took a lot longer than I thought it would. Uh, it, it was about 45 minutes. Actually, we, we were about ready to get to, to uh, interview the offspring. And, and they were in my studio, like the at home. My yeah. home studio is where the treadmill is now. And it was like, uh, it was coming close. And I'm like, what am I going to do? I'm going to have to do, I mean, I got to record this. So it was a close call. I looked at the wife. I'm like, it's taking them a long time. Well, I mean, but it was a big thing. Quietly. <laughs> Uh, what did you do while they were putting it together? Oh, uh, we just uh, kind of sat around in the living room. And what are you supposed to do? You know, offer them something to drink and yeah, yeah. Thanks yeah. for th- thanks for doing your job. No, you're right. It is. It is. We were very watching awkward. a TV program. My uh, my my youngest was over hanging out. So uh, her and the wife love this thing called uh, Home Edit, which is a home organization show on Netflix. Okay. And uh, so yeah, every time they walk in front of the TV, they apologized, and I'm like, you don't have to do that, guys. The whole family's there. <laughs> While they're what are you supposed to do? Well, I mean, I guess the other option was you could have put it together yourself. No, why do that if it's part of the deal? 
Well, yeah, but you are. You expressly said one of the reasons why you bought it at the place you bought it was that they have that option. Yes, yes. That doesn't mean I don't feel bad about it, okay? Okay, all right. I mean, I just feel bad that that option even exists for me to be seduced by it. I will say this. If you, if you by conscious decision, purchase something because you knew somebody else would put it together, you probably shouldn't feel bad about it. Because it was part of your purchase. Right. It was part of the reason why you bought it where you bought sure. it. Sure. So if they're, you might as well go all out and just go, you know what? That's what I paid for. Yeah. You're right. You're right. But and still, it's, it's an awkward feeling, uh, no doubt about it. Well, I mean, yeah. You, you let the guys put it together. You tip them, and they're on their way, right? Yeah. That's how it goes. And so hopefully Try it was- Try not to break that thing while I'm walking on it. <laughs> it was a good experience, and hopefully you, your money's worth with your uh, treadmill. <laughs> Important stuff. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. The important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, the Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Twitter is testing out something called an undo send feature for tweets. According to app researcher and tipster Jane Wong, they posted a tweet with a GIF about how the feature would work. It seems a timer comes into play once a user hits send on a tweet. And for around five to six seconds, you're able to hit undo if you so choose. Twitter also confirmed to Mashable that the feature is being tested. It comes after people have begged Twitter for an edit button for years. Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey previously ruled it out saying, we'll probably never do it, but... You're not going to get an edit button, but you will get Why? an undo button. Well, I think this is mostly for typos. Like, if you see something and you're reading it and you go, oh, crap, I, that that's not how I, I wanted that sentence to end. Yes, no, I get that would help me, but but I, it's going to take me six seconds long, uh, longer than that to figure it out. Then, uh, then you're on your own time. Then it's but why as- can't they just add an edit button? I don't know. Why don't they? What's wrong with it? By my by my understanding of how Twitter works anyway, it isn't the, the tweets that you send after six seconds you regret. It's the tweets that you send after like four minutes that you see the reaction that people are doing right. to it. And or, then you go, oh, that was terrible. Or it's the tweets you send, you know, seven years later. <laughs> right. There's also that possibility. You're like, oh, society's changed. Now i got to go tweet all this. None of those will be able to be undone unfortunately and the internet always remembers so keep that in mind team lebron won the nba all-star game in atlanta last night beating team durant 170 to 150 lebron is now 4-0 in all-star games since being the top vote-getter in each conference gm and yeah well when you're able to pick from the best of the best sure it doesn't hurt uh, Giannis uh, was the MVP of the game. He went 16 for 16, 35 points. It's the most baskets without a miss in All-Star game history. LeBron himself only played 13 minutes. He was pretty vocal about not even wanting this game to happen, so it's not a surprise that he didn't play much. But you ended up having a pretty entertaining game if you like scoring. There wasn't a lot of defense Loved to be it, had. man. What a great game. You didn't watch a second of it. No, nah, you're right. Uh, because of the pandemic precautions, though, the three-point shot, the skill competition, and the slam dunk contest were all held last night during the halftime game. Uh, the first two before the game, uh, and then, the, of course, the slam dunk thing happened during the halftime. The other two happened before. Steph Curry won the uh, three-point contest. Uh, Savonis from Portland ended up winning the skills challenge. And then Anthony Simmons from Portland was the winner of the slam dunk contest yesterday, too, for the NBA. So now we're back to part two of the season. 
Eddie Murphy had a big weekend on Amazon. Of course, Coming to America 2 is available now to stream, and he has gone on record saying he is going to return to stand-up as well. He was talking to Kevin Hart on his podcast, Comedy Goldmines, and he had the idea was to do this Basically, this uh, this 2019 was supposed to be Dolomite Is My Name, which came out on Netflix. And then he hosted Saturday Night Live, of course. And then he wanted Coming to America. And then and then he wanted to do uh, some additional stand-up across the country and then film it. But then the pandemic hit, and that shut everything down. And so when the pandemic is over and it's just safe for everybody to go back out again, Eddie says he does want to plan to do some more stand-up and maybe film another stand-up movie. So there's that. Nice. So that's the plan. We'll see if it all comes to fruition. Running after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. We are headed to Bastin for today's We're Going to Hell story. Bastin. And we'll start with a confession. Never have I ever, Big J, in my life, ever been on a subway. Yeah. I've been on a tram that's taken you from one place to another. I've been on a monorail. I've uh, been on plenty of public transportation. But I have never ridden on a city subway system, be it Chicago or New York or Boston for this case. Uh, you? Uh, yeah, I'm sure I have, but I was young and don't remember. Okay. So in your... Spend some time in London. <laughs> in your head, though, you don't have any recollection of you riding no, a subway. Nope, I don't. But what I, what I, I, the reason I'm saying this is because, you know, from what I have gathered from all the places in which I've seen subways featured pop culturally, they're cesspools. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, yeah. There's uh, the New York. Yes. There's the subway uh, in Gotham. <laughs> right. That was a cesspool. Right. None of these are places that you... Uh, like to go, you go out of pure necessity from uh, everything that I have gathered from pop culture. Is nobody enjoys riding the subway. The subway is a mess, uh, but people do it. So that being said, it, it, the reason why today's We're Going to Hell story is happening is because it takes place on a subway in Boston. And, and I would think even not during a pandemic that the subway is probably like very rarely a meet cute for a couple. Do you know what I mean? Like, nobody ever says, oh, we just met on the subway. Yeah. And it's right. because, you know, you're minding your P's and Q's usually. And in this particular case... Real uh, creepy, actually, almost. Also To that. try to hit on somebody in a subway, right? Also that. And so today's story is all about that. A uh, young lady and a gentleman are riding on a subway in Boston. And uh, now this is all according to the, the gentleman's point of view. The lady is uh, 100% creeped out as well she should be. And so, like, you know, it's one of those deals where everybody's wearing a mask already, so it's pretty hard to tell, I would guess, if you're vibing with somebody, especially from across the room, if that's all you've got is, like, you know, some eyeballs sticking out of a mask. But whatever had happened, this dude had, uh, you know, thought that this young lady on the subway was totally into him. So he decided he was going to type something on his phone and show her trying to be funny. Right, Big J? Oh, this will break the ice. Not a bad way to go. And so this ha- all happened, by the way, around 11 o'clock in the morning uh, last Friday. Uh, the dude, by the way, just to kind of paint the picture, he's dressed all in mask or all in black. He's got a mask covering his face, of course. And uh, and then the, uh, the thing that he shows this lady on the subway on his cell phone is a little note on his phone that says, Hi, I'm Satan. 
And that's when this lady like freaked out. Like, what are you doing? I don't know who you are. Why are you showing me all this stuff? And so when the subway stopped, she immediately went to grab herself a police officer and was like, hey, hey listen. Hey, this guy's Satan. This guy is creeping me out, A, number one. Number two, he walked up to me to show on his cell phone something that said, hi, I am Satan. And she pointed to the 22-year-old dude who told officers he was only flirting with her. And he was trying to get her number, and he thought the Satan line was going to be the ultimate ice cream. Because it's always a winner. It's always. Right. Uh, now, keep in mind that, that no crime was perpetrated here. He wasn't arrested or anything like that. He just was told to A, stop being a creep, and was escorted out of the subway area uh, for being a creep. And just probably also you need to know, I mean, listen, I suppose you got to read the room a little bit, but that's probably one of the worst openers you could have going into a situation, especially on public transportation. Poor guy. And gal, for that matter. Nobody needs that at 11 o'clock in the morning. So don't use the I'm Satan opener on your next date. It ain't going to work. And it probably shouldn't, if we're being honest. Right. I'd be really worried about the relationship in which that does work. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There are a lot of Satanists out there. There are. Uh, Hopefully happy ones. And we got ourselves uh, a little bit of action with Jeremy from A Day to Remember. We're going to play part one of that interview next to the x Rock. It's a... That is a day to remember. That is Degenerates, one of the many songs off of the brand new album, You're Welcome, now available for you to purchase. And last week, Jay and I had a really cool opportunity to sit down and record a Zoom interview with Jeremy McKinnon, lead singer of A Day to Remember. You could check out the full interview up now on our YouTube channel. It is also available on our socials if you want to do it. But we're going to split it up into two parts because it is a really good and a little bit lengthy interview, but uh, definitely worth your time. So this is part one of our interview with Jeremy from A Day to Remember, where we start things out by asking him how he's doing, of course. Things are good, you know, uh, here at the studio, doing uh, doing some press, working on some stuff. We did some uh, live songs for BBC One, so excited about all that. And uh, yeah, just getting ready for an album to come out. I was going to say, congratulations on it coming out on, on Friday. It's uh, It's been a journey, I guess would be a, a good way to describe it, because it's it's been one of those kind of unpredictable ways that Your Welcome has made its way to us finally, right? Definitely. It's, it's been a journey, to say the least. Uh, supposed to come out in 2019, before all this happened, got pushed back to now. It, it has been a journey, like I said, to say the least. So uh, we ended up finishing the last little bits of the music on the tour we did in the States with Beartooth and I Prevail, the Degenerates tour. That's where we wrapped up the recording. And then the rest of it's been uh, mixing, mastering, and working on artwork. And we just did not anticipate how much not being able to be in a room with someone (laughs) and have to do everything through email was going to slow us down. But here we are. Record's finally coming out, and we're excited. How many um, how many times did you, uh, you start and stop a project in the middle of this and, and, and trying to attempt things with technology and those sort of things between you and the fellas? The best example of that is the album artwork, just because, uh, you know, there were so many different people that submitted stuff for it, and there were many times where it was just like we'd go down the rabbit hole with someone and it just wouldn't pan out the way we were happy with and then it really was those moments where you just throw your hands up like i don't even i don't even know where we go next like you know not being not being able to i can't even be in a room with the guys you know what i mean much less this artist so that definitely was a struggle for us and like i said having to relay every little gripe or uh note over email was tiresome 
I am. Uh, I'm looking forward to checking out the album in its entirety. One of the cool things about your welcome is we've been able to, at least over the last calendar year or so, get a pretty good sneak peek at some of the tracks. You guys have released a, a couple of the singles off of the album, so we kind of have an idea. And maybe I'm jumping to conclusions and tell me if I'm wrong. But you know, first track on the album is Brick Wall. Last track on the album is the single you guys just released, every, Everything We Need. Mm-hmm. And so it, it seems like it's really going on kind of like a journey from something that maybe is aggressive to something that's a little bit lighter. Is that accurate in that statement? Is it really kind of take us on that as well? Yeah, 100%. Um, so, and, and that's really what Brickwall was meant to do. Um, originally, we weren't, we weren't going to put that out before the record came out, but it felt right to release something else a little bit heavy. The The purpose of Brickwall was hopefully to have people put the record in, you're listening to it, and all of your expectations, the goal was to have those be stripped away by the time you get to the end of that track, because it's just like, it's like nothing we've ever made before. Yeah. It's still heavy. It's not a comfortable ride. You know, like <laughs> it's, it's got some like jarring, extreme drops in tempo in heavy parts. And it's meant to get to the end of that and people to be like, I have no idea what to expect from this album. And you're damn right. You can't expect <laughs> what's coming next. That's exactly what we want you to feel. You say you've got a good idea. What you've got a good idea of is that it's going to be many things in one. And it's very much like somebody described it as a musical roller coaster. And that is perfect. Kevin Scaff, our guitar player, was actually the one who put the track listing together. And he put it together in a way to where it had those hills and valleys. And we like to do that in our live sets. So, like, you know, you can take people up here and you have this like extreme like heavy song that everybody loves and then you slowly bring them back down give them a break give them time to relax and recover and like take them to a new place like take them to a new place mentally and like just calming down and then like hit them again out of nowhere like that roundhouse you know what i mean like (laughs) so we very much put the record together like that to hopefully entertain everybody I mean, it sounds like you guys had a really fun time developing that, those ideas and coming up with that. Is it different from your previous albums in that way? or uh, It's definitely different, just more so that there's a lot of different influences on this record. One of the, one of the songs that feels like a heavier rock song has like flamenco classical guitar for the verses. And that's like the main thing you hear. And then it has like a super heavy like rock drop for the hook. And it just lives in like a darker thematic and like feel um, sonically. So it's just the whole thing was just cool to make and almost almost free. So like just to bring in all these different influences that we haven't done yet. So we've been slowly doing stuff like that over the years, but not as extreme as we did for this one. And it just felt like the right time to do it. You know, we we did the let's get in a room, write a record on the spot, no preparation, what comes out comes out super dry record with bad vibrations and uh so for this one it was it was very much like let's let's write a record using the a data member formula but using modern influences so if a data member existed for the first time this year or 2019 what would that sound like it wouldn't have been pop punk and breakdowns it would have been something else mm-hmm. in heavy parts uh, and that that was it. We, we very much wanted to put a record together that felt like new a day to remember 
not rewriting the same songs. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And, you know, it does seem you've always been a hands-on guy in the studio uh, when it comes to producing the records and putting that together. You did take some time off from that particular role in Bad Vibrations. Was it nice to get back into the producer role for You're Welcome and get back into things and do a little bit more hands-on stuff in the studio? It was. Bad Vibrations was very much me outside of my comfort zone and very much about everybody's experience. And, And that was the goal, to really be like, Let's let's make a band album, the band that we are today, all five of us, no outside influence, really. And let's just write what we write like we were a garage band. And that was like the purpose of that record to to make everybody feel heard, to make everybody like an integral part of every single bit of the record. And then this one was very much more so like, OK, we did that. Let's get back to normal. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So uh so this one was more like everybody went off to their own corners, you know, wrote what they wanted. And then uh, like like all albums, you know, we went over what we liked and put it all together. And it, it was very much a, a fluid, evolving process. And uh, now we have your welcome. It's, uh, it's awesome. We're looking forward to hearing all of it. And, you know, we're, we were very lucky a few years ago to have you guys come in here in studio and play for us. Um, and we got a chance to see you break down stuff acoustically. I mean, you just did live at the uh, at the audio compound. You know, what was the inspiration for that? And, you know, the, one of the first versions I think I've heard of Everything We Need was the acoustic version, which was really amazing as well. Yeah, yeah. That, that was a first for us, uh, debuting a song live. So uh, we were excited to do that. And it's just cool because like that version was more stripped than the studio version. So to me, it was like we treated it like this could be someone's favorite version. You know what I mean? So uh, that was the goal with that. We we did that because people had have been asking for an acoustic record from us for years. And if it means a lot to you, uh, our acoustic song off of Homesick is currently our biggest song of all time. So it just made a lot of sense. Like, let's just get in a room. Let's uh, let's do some different versions of songs that people wouldn't expect, like Resentment, a song that's mainly heavy, being done acoustically. Just seeing the name Resentment go across your screen, I felt like was going to make people be like, <laughs> how the hell are yeah. they going to do this? Yeah. You know, and then like that piano comes in for the breakdown and it has like a jazzy piano solo. And it's like, I had no idea that this would work so well, but it does. Yeah. It actually works better because I thought it was going to be a train wreck. <laughs> it, it was just something we've always wanted to do. And, you know, it, it was a good time to do it. You know, people people were told they were going to get this album in 2019. So we wanted to give them above and beyond. What's going on in the news today? On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat online with an attorney 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. And apparently there is one thing that we all can agree on, Big J. Most of us feel like our conversations with another person in our lives go on for far longer than we actually like it to the hell man a new study in the proceedings of the national academy of science looked at 12,600 one-on-one conversations between strangers and found that 79 percent said afterward man i just wish it would have ended earlier than it actually oh did. between strangers yeah. oh okay only two percent said both their <laughs> participants saying it ended when they wanted it to and while they rest said they'd have to like it to go on longer the second part of the study researchers surveyed more than 8,000 people online about a recent conversation with a friend or a family member, this time not a stranger, and found an identical, almost identical, 77% 
saying the conversation just went on too long. So the person, bah, 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 bah. reasons for mismatches in conversation length and what people want include not wanting to appear rude by ending the conversation or uh, conversely stopping talking too soon because of not wanting to bore the other person. And so we're talking too much, my friend, or at least we're talking too long when we talk to each other. Get in and get out. You understand? Boom, boom. I'm not sure why this is, but apparently we just, uh, it could be our attention we have. We have attention span problems, Big J, in this country. There's no doubt about that. So it could be one of those situations, or maybe just maybe we don't like in-person conversations as much as we say. So cut it down. I'm trying, but you won't shut up. Team LeBron James won the NBA All-Star Game in Atlanta last night. Over Team Durant, 170 to 150. Giannis, your MVP. He was 16 for 16 in the game. 35 points. That's the most baskets without a miss in All-Star Game history. And Blake Griffin is headed to the All-Star team that is the Brooklyn Nets. He agreed to join them for the rest of the season, his agent told ESPN. He just got a buyout from the Pistons for $56.5 million not to play basketball for them anymore. And now the Nets want them him to do that for them. So does he still get the Pistons money? Oh, yeah, it was a buyout. It was a buyout. Oh, man. And how many games does he actually play for the Nets? Uh, well, I 15, mean... 15, 20, maybe? Well, I mean, there's there's He's about Mr. 40 Injury. left. Yes, true. But he hasn't been playing because the Pistons have been sitting him out hoping they could trade for him, but nobody wanted his huge contract. <laughs> gets $56 million, mm-hmm. And then, man, NBA. Basketball, baby. Woo! Disney Plus crashed for some users in the wee hours of Friday morning after fans attempted to watch the WandaVision season finale. The finale became much-watched TV after the successful season of WandaVision, and it ran up on Friday. A lot of people had problems accessing the title until early Friday morning, East Coast time. Friday is the second time the nearly 95 million Disney Plus subscriptions has ran into issues. Uh, The first time was with Hamilton. So... Uh, lots of people were into the WandaVision finale. It's the first thing we talked about this morning when we saw each other. Yeah, because I, I caught up on the last two episodes. That's right. Uh, we won't spoil it for anybody, but oh, I is, will. is it worth watching, Big J? No. You disagree. That's not true. You watched all eight episodes. You must have been into it. Yeah, it was fun. I, it was it was a lot of fun. Different take. For sure. Uh, but it was good. And, it, of course, uh, there are two post-credit scenes, uh, much like a lot of the Marvel stuff, to lead you into what's coming next as well. Parcher Midland Interchange. Pop Culture Smackdown. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, we'll get you set up with some brand new music, uh, Nick. Uh, we just talked to Jeremy McKinnon a little bit ago. Heard, got a chance to hear that. We'll have part two tomorrow. Uh, you can check out the full interview Zoom style on the YouTube page for the X Rocks. But you can also get yourself You're Welcome, their brand new album for free just by beating me in pop culture SmackDown. In order to do that, you need to call into the show right now and play a game we call Pop Culture SmackDown. 208-287-1003 is the phone number for that free album. We will start out with some questions for listeners. Big J, if you were able to stretch it out, uh, you're going to have at least three multiple choice questions in a row. Oh, man. So I'm going to give you the answer in some capacity. You just have to figure it out. You must think I'm real dumb. Hello, The X. Hey, morning. Morning, man. What's your name? This is Gene. All right, Gene, you're up first. Gene, uh, what credit card company for years used the popular slogan, don't leave home without it? Uh, 
American Express. Right. That is correct. You're officially advancing to take on Big J. Big J, on its earliest logo, Apple Computers featured a poem and an image of what famous scientist? Choices are as follows. Galileo, Galileo Figaro, Isaac Newton, or Albert Einstein? I mean, just... I just got to go with Isaac Newton. Right. It, it is an apple. When you think about it, yep. Yeah. Uh, Isaac Newton does have a history with apples. Back to you, sir. Taste the Rainbow is the long-running campaign that advertises what non-chocolate candy? Skittles. Skittles is correct. Right. Big J, the directors of Disney's The Lion King, admitted they basically ripped off what Shakespeare play for the plot of the movie? Macbeth, Romeo and Juliet, or Hamlet? I'm going to go with Macbeth. Wrong. That's Hamlet, huh? It is Hamlet. It is I Hamlet. get him mixed right. up. It is Hamlet. I got to go back and read him. Nah, I'm not going to do that. Congratulations, sir. You got yourself a copy of the brand new A Day to Remember album. You're welcome. Hold on tight. We'll get some information from you. And make sure you get that in your email. And there's your pop culture smackdown. I would have said Macbeth had you given me no choices. So. Oh, okay. So you're going Macbeth either yeah. way. That's where the gut was taking you. Yep. Well, sometimes the gut's wrong. We are going to do some headlines. That's Most next time. on the X Rock. It's time for headlines on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Big J, would you be surprised to learn that headlines are brought to you by Team Mazda? No, I wouldn't be at all. You're damn right. Because if you need a car loan do-over, get online pre-approval with the I pre-check button at goteammazda.com. You know the one we keep talking about on the X. So check it out for yourself at goteammazda.com. Headlines are as follows. Don't need that kind of help. Rough day at work and close, but not quite. Rough day at work? Sometimes reporters become the story, Big J. They can't help it. Don Ford, a journalist at KPIX in San Francisco, was recently preparing to film a segment about a series of car robberies when he was mugged at gunpoint on camera, Big J. The shot was being set up in the Twin Peaks neighborhood when thieves jumped out of a car, one pointing a gun in Ford's face demanding his camera. It's unclear if Ford was alone or had a crew with him at the time, but my guess is he was by himself, Big J. We know a little bit about how TV works these days. Ford was caught on camera with his hands up and allowed them to take the equipment. Then he was not harmed. A witness who watched the robbery uh, told KPIX he watched from afar, hoping nobody would be shot. Ford later rehashed the deal on Twitter. Police have since revealed the camera was recovered, but the thieves have not been caught. They kind of realized how much trouble they were in when it went uh, as a big story, and they decided to just dump the equipment, and hopefully uh, people would stop looking for it. So it does happen on camera. Apparently, it doesn't even matter, Big J. Damn. Give me the camera. And he was lucky enough. It's one of those, like, InstaCloud cameras, does that make sense, where it instantly uploads to the cloud what's happening live? And that's how they were able to pull the footage. So... Be careful. Don't need that kind of help or close, but not quite. Close, but not quite. If you are this drunk, you shouldn't be anywhere but home. Uh. The Nashville police say they responded to a call on February 25th of a man asleep behind the wheel of a silver sedan just sitting in the middle of traffic. Police say 21-year-old Thomas Courtney was slumped over the wheel and beginning to awaken. His keys were in the ignition and in the on position. They eventually got him out of the vehicle, noted that his eyes were bloodshot, and that he reeked of alcohol. Uh, The warrant details that he told officers, they go, hey, do you know where you are, sir? And he's like, I'm in my bed. And they're like, no, no, you're actually in the middle of traffic in the middle of the street. And so he was charged with a DUI third plus. I don't know what that means, but it sounds like it's pretty extreme. Uh, You need a whole, like, uh, you know, 
set of law books in order to figure out. I'm guessing it's a DUI of the third extreme, so he's probably more than three times the legal limit, which is never good. So he's probably in a lot of trouble is what it boils down to. And that ties into our final headline, don't need that kind of help. And drunk people probably shouldn't be helping one another, no matter how nice it may seem. Uh, because Natasha Nancy, 24, left the Fox Bar in Nashville, Tennessee, and then crashed into a ditch early Thursday morning. There was only one car involved, that was her, so she called her friend, Melville Arndt, age 30, to like, listen, I'm in a ditch, I was drinking and driving, I shouldn't have been, can you please come help me get my car out of this ditch? And Arndt was like, yeah, I'll be there in a second, here's the problem. He's hammered! He's hammered! Hammered! So Art drives to the scene and then also loses control of his vehicle and then smashes his truck into Natasha's vehicle that's in the ditch. So now both people are hammered. Both have vehicles in the ditch. And that's when police showed up. Police say both individuals smelled of alcohol. Both had admitted to drinking various amounts of alcohol before driving. So both were charged with DUIs. Uh, each was have found to be double the legal limit. Uh, their breath when tested. So my guess is in Nashville, that means they're a DUI uh, second D plus five, six, seven, three is what they've been charged with. So uh, do not do that. I know it seems like you're doing somebody else a solid trying to get them out of trouble, but just cause them more trouble in the process and probably wreck their car even more than it already was. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. <laughs> The latest from Deftones, Ceremony is the name of the jam here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. And like it or not, Big J, times, they are changing, aren't they? Yeah, they are. And (laughs) over there in the Philippines, uh, there's a lot of cyclists, bicyclists, that is. And uh, Dunkin' Donuts wanted to take advantage of that. So along with their regular drive-thru, they've added a first-ever bike-thru lane. Yeah, baby. Why not? At one of its uh, stores there. Uh, now we don't have Dunkin' Donuts here, but uh, oh, you know man. it's it's not it's not too difficult to imagine. It is like uh, kind of like squeezing through for a donut and a coffee kind of thing in the morning, uh, and they make a bunch of coffee drinks as well. You see their stuff at the stores, oh, sandwiches and sure. everything. It's a it's a whole deal. You can get a lot of things at Dunkin' for sure, and this one is different. But again, you know, it, it, from the outside looking in, you probably go, "What the hell are you going to do with a coffee on a bike?" Right? Well, not only a coffee, but you know, breakfast. I mean, just imagine going through any fast food lane in, on a bicycle uh, aside from putting your stuff from a bag into your backpack yes what are you gonna do with that stuff i mean i guess if it's with donuts you can put it in your backpack and drive away and eat it for later it's not it doesn't have to be done something that is consumed right away like a hot sandwich would be um but i'm also thinking that duncan is trying really hard to pivot towards coffee kind of stuff like all the stuff they've released in stores and things are all coffee related so i think they're trying to kind of think of themselves or help you think of them as like a starbucks as opposed to a fast food place does that make sense well even but even starbucks now all they do is sell food Along with coffee, right. obviously. But I think they probably sell more coffee than food. Yeah, you're right. But, you know, and I think Dunkin' is probably in that same category. And I think probably in these other countries, they have, like, cup holders and stuff on bikes because they use them a lot more than, uh, let's say, you or I would if we were out biking with our family for the weekend kind of a thing. It is uh, – maybe there is the more availability, so it makes a little bit more sense in that particular culture where bikes are prominent everywhere. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it would make sense in a Portland or something like that at some point, too, mayhaps. But it does seem uh, a bit silly. But maybe, you know, if you're on a bike and you don't want to run inside the store, this is a great way and a great alternative for that. Well, in some instances now, you can't run into a store. That's also true. 
uh, which makes me think, you know, uh, going back to the old days uh, before there was sit down, you know, you had the drive in. Uh, and then the, the, the walk-up window, because, you know, there are a lot of the places they have signed We can't serve you if you're walking up here the drive through Yeah, that was a big thing when I was working fast food. Like, there was a sign and everything. Because, you know, evidently, like, a Friday or a Saturday night, somebody would be hammered and try to walk through yeah. the drive through and think it would be funny. And so you had to put the sign up because it was one of those deals that happened sometimes. But that was really the extent of it. I'm not sure if it was an epidemic. <laughs> Enough for everybody to have a sign. And that's why we now have a bike drive through for your coffee or your donuts. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We've got your bad impressions. That's next on the X-Rock. So far, I'm not impressed. Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. And we'll hook you up with some new music. A day to remember. Drop their album. You're welcome on Friday. We'll get you hooked up with that if you can figure out bad impressions. New music coming your way if you'd like to play a little game with us. Our number is 208-287-1003. Bad Impressions works like this. Big J has collected three clues and pointed them in the direction of somebody that is pretty famous. If you could figure out who that person is that happens to be famous in those three clues or less, then Big J will send you an email. Attached to that email will be a uh, code and all sorts of fun that you can have with the A Day to Remember album, You're Welcome. So let's go to the phones, get ourselves a contestant. Hello, The X. Morning, brothers. Morning, man. What's your name? Mike. All right, Mike. You're up first. Gone in 60 seconds. Almost like my previous four marriages. Hey, let's guess Nicholas Cage. There you go. Yeah. One and done. Smart. Is all you Smart need. Smart fella. Good job, Mike. Hang on one second. We'll get some info from you. Clue two and three for fun. The Rock wasn't just a movie I starred in. It's also what I put on the lady's finger. And I won an Oscar for lead male in a movie for leaving Las Vegas. And why is Nick Cage in the news? He's married again. Hey, now. Number five, Nick. He's alive. Uh, he married uh, Rico Shibata. They uh, they got married actually last month at the Wynn Hotel. In Vegas? In Vegas. Small ceremony. Uh, one of his ex-wives was there, uh, who he shares son uh, Cal with, uh, Alice Kim. Cal so, L. Yeah, exactly. It was a nice, uh, nice small little ceremony. Congratulations to Nicolas Cage and his wife. Hopefully they are very happy from now until eternity. Uh, seems like he'd be a difficult person to live with, Big J. Well, you know, maybe, yeah. Uh, did you end up watching that uh, that swear words documentary? Yes, yeah. Did good. you like it? Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, it was. It fun seemed and like the first episode was, you know, they kind of, you know, I mean, they started out with the f word. Sure. Should have ended with that. I got to hook him. Got to get people in. Because uh, you watched all of it, didn't you? Yep. You uh, and he is uh, busy. Of course, they got the untitled Joe Exotic uh, that they're right. working on. The, <laughs> the real life story. And a couple other projects. Do you think people will care by the time that comes back I, I around? I can't know. It's too late. Right. I thought so, too. I mean, I think at this point we have uh, renounced the Tiger King. But I'm not sure what's going to happen here going forward because there's a couple of projects in development still that got delayed because of COVID. And I wonder if it's just the flame has gone out on that particular world. We'll see. Yeah. We'll find out together as there's a couple of them coming our way. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We wrap up the show here next to the X-Rocks. Right. Big J's cat on piano. Oh, talked about that off-air, I suppose. Tomorrow might be the story for the piano. That is Chevelle. 
That is Self-Destructor. That is how we're wrapping up the morning after with Nick and Big J on this Monday. Thanks for hanging out with us on this March 8th. We appreciate it very much. Got a life lesson from Big J. Uh, not necessarily a life lesson, but as much as it was a man on Monday about uh, watching people do work for you as you watch TV with your family, which is fun. We also had a chance to air part one of our interview with Jeremy McKinnon. We'll wrap that up tomorrow morning as well. That will be cool. We even gave away some stuff over the course of the show today and learned that Hi, I'm Satan is a pretty terrible pickup line. Uh, so do not use that. Probably won't go the way you want it to go. Just just a heads up to everybody. But it does leave you with the floor, Big J. Uh, yeah, today we covered it a little bit uh, with Stan Nudes, but it is International Women's Day. And uh, I'd just like to... Uh, um, recognize that I have some amazing women in my life that uh, I wouldn't be the same person without them and uh, my daughters Mason and Maddie and uh, they are doing amazing things in this world and my wife uh, just uh, you know the, the things that they can do uh, is amazing and I can't wait to see the future with them beautiful all hail women there you go jump on board Reminder that if you're looking for some cash, there is $500 up for grabs courtesy of T-Mobile and the X. We are doing the No Taxation Without T-Mobilization event right now on xrock.com. It's your chance to be one of three winners that will win $500 from T-Mobile. Think of it as like a tax bonus uh, on top of the refund we hope you're already getting. So check it out right now. It's going on at xrock.com. Just click the link and boom, next thing you know, you're entered to win possibly $500 coming your way courtesy T-Mobile and the X-Rocks. We will see you tomorrow. Jason Drew is coming up next. It's the X. Have a-